coats and procrastinators, readers and seekers, in trousers or tiaras, non-conformers and non-believers, gender X and gender equals, welcome to Eat the Storms, the poetry podcast. My name is Damien B. Donnelly and thank you so much for joining us here today for another episode featuring two returning Stormers and two new guests to Eat the Storms. The podcast now available to you on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google, Breaker, Podbean, Player FM, Overcast, Pocketcast, Castbox, Podcast Addicts and iTunes. Over here at Storms, we are gearing up for the launch of The Storms, issue two of our new printed journal of poetry, prose and visual arts. And this time next Saturday, that is the 18th of February 2022, we will have the first of our three live launches at Swords Castle here in Dublin. But more about that later. On the show today, we have woolly jumpers and hot washes, cartwheels on picnic grasses, crisp foals and harmony hairsprays, travel agencies of death, Sloan museums of medical curiosities, all culminating in Valkyries rising and bobbin wheels turning. From here in Dublin, we have trips to County Leitrim, County Monaghan, Belfast in Northern Ireland and Brighton in the United Kingdom. So it's time for you to sit back, put up your feet, close your eyes and let the poetry be your guide. My name is Damien B. Donnelly, this is Eat the Storms and I hope you enjoy the show. And today we are starting off the podcast with a first timer to eat the storms. Kicking off this episode here in Ireland, we are heading up to County Monaghan to meet a student who's currently in their final year of creative writing and literature at Sligo ATU. You might already be familiar with their poetry, which appeared in places like the Scrimshaw Journal, Spectrum, which was an anthology published by Reynard Press in the UK, and also the Sligo Weekender. I am delighted to welcome the unapologetic book pusher, as stated in her Instagram bio. This is Diane Phelan. First blush. Maddening winds buffing feathers rudely. Nude branches wave in harmony like crowds at a concert. High up here, limbs are rarely still. The tenacity of last year's hose, hanging on like little children defying Mother Nature. A mosaic of vegetable beds scuffed and bare, robbed of employment, waiting for the end of this season of Groundhog Days, damp and desolate. Wish away dirty skies, remember aching arms and nails clogged with soil and satisfaction. See now, drab tones of brown and musty greens are broken by eager hot pink rhubarb stems, like lipstick slashed across winter's cold cheek. Carry Me by Diane McPhelan Carry me, fat fists punch the air demanding, eyes squinting against the sun. I sigh, scoop and swing you up on my shoulders because my arms are full. Your fingers uncurling to grasp my hair, ears, nostrils. Pudgy knees squeeze my neck. Sticky hands slap my forehead and cover my eyes. You say, Mama, look. 
Carry me, dramatically slumped on a rock, your shoes, inappropriate and new, wrenched and thrown. Skin peeling off blisters, like the deflated balloons you refused to take down weeks after your birthday. Socks stuck to heels and bloody, you say, Mommy, look. Carry me, you whisper at 4am, gripping the wall. I hold back your hair as you purge a poker hand of jacks, head on a sports wash, stomach on spin. Drawing hatchet from your heart, gathering splinters and rage, you say, Mum, look. Carry her, you proudly offer your new world, a contented cloud. I recognise this stranger, peach Falston perch in, arms stretched in slumber, fists fighting air, dimples frame a first thin-lipped smile. Catching our breath, you say, Nana, look. Carry me, I say, hollow bones and sensible shoes and layers, knees and mind grinding, my world small and puckered, like a wool jumper from a hot wash. Recognising you as the woman who reads the news, you sigh and tuck your head against mine. Above us, swallows are returning. You say, Mother, look. This poem appeared in the Spectrum Anthology, uh, published by Rennet Press last year. All That I Am Describe myself, now or then, which one of me would you like to meet? I am velvet nights and lightning storms, hot tar bubbles popped on country roads, the taste of Welsh mountain streams and cartwheels on picnic grass. I am the hands that painted violet skies, Forgotten songs sang to amber mornings on unfurling roads and Tennessee highways. I am the bandaged wing and rising tide, a rusty nail that tore and scarred, the string that tightened as it dried, and all the damage they left behind. I am letters written but never sent, the words I should have said when the silence grew too loud. I am a whisper above the roar, green shoots among their rubble. The voice that soothed under dollar moons, on bathroom floors, cots, at tables. I am the cool shade of a faraway veranda, eucalyptus heavy in the air. Just the company of books and birds that laugh as I trace my name in red dirt. From County Monaghan we are coming back down this island of Ireland and circling between North Leithram and Dublin for my next guest, also a first-time visitor to Eat the Storms. This time a sound artist, producer for radio and writer. He has been a recipient of numerous funding awards and residencies, most recently a bursary award from the Dublin City Council. Last year, his experimental documentary Ham was broadcast as part of the Five Lamps Festival and he had multiple works featured on the monthly diatribe show on Dublin Digital Radio. I am delighted to welcome to the Poetry Podcast, Craig Cox. How's it going? My name is Craig Cox. I'm a sound artist and writer based currently between North Leitrim and Dublin. Uh, I'm just going to read a few poems for you now. So the first one is called the Sloan Museum, which is a museum of medical curiosities in London, if you don't know. 
the Sloan Museum. Amber, lilac, peach, red, brown, and phosphorescent pastel green. The sky is ceramic. And all below is unfolded by anesthetic fog. Constructions swell like the other side of this page, while rime ossified branches hatch the white and write sutures across its glaze. The cardiovascular network of an infant. Resin cast and coloured instructional blue-red, propped alongside the stages of fetal development and a bound school's elongation. All frost-lit beneath the vitrine's gentle light and overlooked by a peripheral nervous system, dried to a board. A pencil-thin armature in flat relief, indentations on a sheet, outlining my father's split, manipulated, and laid under fluorescence, his chest stitches a premonition of a gift shop novelty apron, of a skeleton below the neck, and a scrawl of branches inscribing white. The next one is called Livestock. It's a good year for swarming, she says, so he'll clip the new queen's wings. Her slip disc bricklayer husband, who's begun a second trade bending over hives. She now compelled to market jars of honey with MS paint labels printed on low ink. There's a back shed incubator's glow to the viscous yellow sweetener. My gentle aunt hand crushing half hatched pheasants, born, barely formed, in the mist set heat, the year she volunteered to grow that season's hunt. The market woman falters when I don't hide the wince, but I like her, so I try to end things with a joke. What kind of sport is a pheasant anyway? They fly low and straight and make a noise so stupid they deserve to be shot. And the next one is called Life is a Holiday. Death is a travel agent's where we all work late organising itineraries for the living and welcome loved ones to the harshly lit canteen so they can rest museum legs, complain about the coffee and remark, after a trip like that, we could do it a break. This one is called A Weekend Away. The mist of my opinions burns away to reveal a landscape so vast I see the back of my own head. My face slips into the folds of scattered clothes, replaced by the seams of wave-battered rocks like the skin of your pestle hands kneading me into a screaming emptiness. It pulls the salt from the ocean, drains the colour from all leaves, works the teeth out of my mouth and forces whole new rows to grow, to grind until I'm mineral spent and all that's left is pooled sweat and glimpses. And the last one, uh, this is a, a short one, it's called Classic. What do you call a Chippendale in ancient Greece? 
you rip his pants off. Right, that's it. Thanks again for listening. Uh, I have a website which is craigcox.ie. It has all kinds of examples of sound art on there. All the best. guest we are heading over to the united kingdom and traveling south to brighton for a returning guest to eat the storms the last time she joined us on the show excitement was in the air as it was coming up to the time of the release of her debut first collection and now it's out and on very many bookshelves including my own body talk was published in october 2022 by flight of the dragonfly Also last year, she was the winner of the micro-pamphlet competition from the Hedgehog Poetry Press, resulting in them publishing her Stickleback micro-collection. Previous to that, she's read at places like the Sussex Poetry Festival, Flight of the Dragonflies, Second Light and the Cheltenham Poetry Festival. But going back to her debut collection, Body Talk, I got to have an advanced reading and this was what I found. Body talk is a filigree of sometimes woven, sometimes broken words floating through the chaos of everyday life. Looking for more than just the route to survival between the sickening taste of Club Tropicana and the nausea, needles and melanomas. This author achieves an ethereal atmosphere that pervades the entire pamphlet. A literal sense of floating, of being above, distanced, a fly on the wall, a blue bottle stuck in the throat of leaning, learning, breaking out or being broken down to finally an understanding of the freedom in flying away. Here the air is carefully folded into every page and released with the reading of each individual poem as if a held breath had been awaiting its release. A kaleidoscope careening into chaos, cancer and connection. A gem of a debut that shines more and more with each reading. I give you Nikki Strange. Hi everyone, it's a pleasure to be returning to Eat the Storms, so thanks for inviting me back, Dammy. I'd like to share a few poems from my pamphlet, Body Talk, which was published by Flight of the Dragonfly Press late last year. This first one is called Crisp. Crisp, air-blown, starch-pressed, in its frame of glyphs, classical script, in treaties to alchemy. A net, no dance of veils, there is nothing beyond it, no vista. Why is it a window? If I pull back this curtain, there is nothing but a picture of a memory of a place that was a backdrop that is a desktop. I can see Sydney beneath me, as before me, behind crisp whiteness. I take a helicopter ride in ruled sidebars. Here is the runway. I steer it, or it steers me, across and down. The sheet takes on shapes. No origami precision, but folds made by dreams. Do not touch, rendering, says the sign on the machine with windows. That renders pictures of a memory of a place that was a backdrop, that is a desktop. That is a window, that has a curtain, that was crisp, 
but now is folded. This next one is called Broken In, Sid Cup, 1985. We savoured stolen hours on the steps outside Lammerby Pool, exercising nothing more than freedom. It was there that two older boys, curtain-haired, reeking of Aramis and the horn, pulled us away to snog at the glade. I'd been tadpoling there with Mum, carrying home a trophy globe of darting promises to becoming more. Soon after, I'd found the jar full of drifting remnants. The strongest had turned on their own. Broken in definition one, comfortable through habitual use or familiarity, like a pair of well-worn shoes. Not like party sandals, stiffly box-fresh beneath torn tissue. Or pumps dance supple from lessons in the local hall, Peggy's ringed fingers clattered on the keys as we whirled through tendrils of her fag smoke and harmony hairspray. Not like finding my feet in those white stilettos, a tottering dressage of lengthened legs and raised arse, Trotting, not running. Broken in, definition two. Tamed or trained to obey like a horse broken to the saddle. Ridden, bidden. Broken in, definition three. To force entry into something. Closed legs, underwear, no. Barriers breached by such brief and banal brutality. I never told anyone. I didn't know how to speak it. Broken in definition four, to cause a disruption in a conversation or discussion. We learn not to do this. We learn that when we do this, we will not be heard. We learn that when we do this, we will be heard and not believed. We learn that when we do this, we will be heard and believed, but they will likely go unpunished. The first time I heard the term broken in, I was 14 by the glade with its cupped tadpoles, its slippery sticklebacks, as I was told this was becoming a woman. Reading and writing poetry for me, as for many others, is a source of great solace. And this is encapsulated in the final poem from the collection Body Talk that I'm sharing today. This is I Can Write Myself. I can write myself into an open top car, careering on Corniche roads in the Cote d'Azur's brulee noon. No factor 50, for the facts of my melanoma are of little consequence. All is shadowless velocity. I am heliotropic to the blazing sun, lit up, let loose. Letter by letter, I am matter transported, written reckless. I can write myself, sprung from a high board, suspended in defiance of earth's pull, my balance restored. 
Lost nodes, radiated breast, sleeved right arm, parts of this new entirety that tucks, revolves then plunges as steel into the quenching water, written stronger. I'd like to finish with a new poem. This is Sound the Alarm. Sound the alarm, screaming has had a renaissance. Adopted, platformed, digitised. Yanov's primal therapy a whisper now. Soft toys, hard memories. Dematerialised to TEDx talks promoting muffled emission into rolled up towels, pillow, flesh of upper arms. Release, reload. Fire up the amygdala, mediate, monetize, mute. Or hashtag let it out and a tourist website will cast uploaded screeches into wilderness among ultra-natural folk and trolls. One day you may visit your data screams, atomised in ash and sulphured springs, so... Unplug thrill-seekers and find analogue outlets, though this Tokyo theme park kindly requests screaming inside your heart while roller-coasting to minimise the spread of viral droplets to a parked car where a flushed woman, eyed by magpies and gulls, winds down the window, opens her throat and... That's it for me. Thanks so much for listening. For my final guest or final guests on the podcast today, we have a returning group who interweave spoken word with groove-based music and chants. This is their third time to be with us on the podcast and this time they're offering us tracks from their new album Rise of the Valkyries, currently available in places like Bandcamp and Spotify, along with their previous five albums, including Spun from a Suffragette's Ribbons. Deep Within the Slum Kitchen, The Isle of Plagues and The Decline of Adventure Playground. This new album was recorded at Earth Music Studios in Belfast and features Gordon Hewitt, who wrote and performed the narratives, Michael McKinney on bass, Vic Bronzini-Fulton composing the music, engineering, producing and mixing. Please note that the subject matter we're dealing with here is the mistreatment of children. From Belfast in Northern Ireland, this is the always excellent and always on point beat of Champion Things. Each morning his mother insisted he wait in the car. Having decided the school bus was far from an ideal mode of transportation. He'd had his hair set on fire twice bag catapulted onto the freeway along with his wallet. The 
unwritten social stratification meant that some seats were left spare. To allow those of substance or the capacity for violence breathing space. And he'd made the mistake of occupying one of those seats. Innocently, possibly. A show of defiance, perhaps. But subject to punishment nonetheless. humiliation. In many ways the car trip was equally problematic. This father's first move on entering the driver's side was to elevate the classical music station to the highest possible volume. And when a request was made to turn the sound down, the newly installed quadraphonic system was enlisted to ensure the battering of the mind as well as the ears.
night as he was playing football on the road outside his house. He could hear the screams and the shrieks. No, daddy, no, or no, mummy, no. Depending on the hand facilitating the hitting. He went to school once with the bruised imprint of individual fingers outlined perfectly on his cheek. The teacher's asking, what did you do? Because everyone knew you had to have done something. In this instance, he failed to finish the soup his grandmother made for lunch. And the slapping was followed by locking up in the shed at the back of the garden. But it was in the shed he discovered an old sewing machine. A singer complete with spindles, needles, cotton, yarn and an instruction manual. And he took this to school and tested the girls who studied sewing and stitching. them to guide him through the technical procedures. And he asked if he could join the girls' classes, smoothing over the objections at home by making blouses for his mum and jumpers and gloves for the other children. And each night over the bobbin were, he could hear them screaming and shrieking pleading to be forgiven for the most minor of transgressions. Well, that was it from my guests on today's show. So it leaves me with just enough time to leave you with just one poem. This is from my debut full collection, Enough, which was published by the Hedgehog Poetry Press last summer. And this poem is called Fiesta. Fiesta is the world serious. This poem is inspired in part by Ernest Hemingway whose autobiography A Movable Feast opens with the lines If you were lucky enough to have lived in Paris as a young man, then wherever you go for the rest of your life, it stays with you, for Paris is a movable feast. Certainly true in my case. Ernest Hemingway lived for a time in the 1920s in Paris in the 5th arrondissement, not far from the Irish College where I first lived. This poem is also inspired in part by a song called La Corrida, which is by Francis Cabrel. Fiesta. Est-ce que ce monde est sérieux? Hemingway loved the bull. Both the beast and the shit. The bravado of animal instinct bared on horny streets in heat. Caught up breathless in the chase. 
The aficionado on fire at the fiesta, those buenos hombres who always knew how to get a bed in a hotel with not a single room left to rent. And then the beast, galloping through fools to freedom in the sweltering sun, underbuckling balconies with crowds who knew the claws. Freedom was not a prize in waiting within the ring, as the rocket soared and the costumes and cape commence. Far from the fiesta, in France, in the fifth, I'd stop sometimes as a scent of fevered breath brushed past cheek, unable to catch it, and itch later as if sand was caught in the curve of my collar. Hemingway loved the bull. and procrastinators, readers and seekers in trousers or tiaras, non-conformers and non-believers, gender X and gender equals. We've reached the end of another episode of Eat the Storms, the poetry podcast. My name is Damien B. Donnelly. I've been your host and producer of today's show and I'd like to say a huge thank you to you, all of our listeners, for tuning in every Saturday, Sunday or whatever day it is you turn the dial to find your preferred podcast platform. Whether that's Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google, Breaker, Podbean, Player FM, Overcast, Pocketcast, Castbox, Podcast Addicts or iTunes. The most important thing is that you're there listening. Now, if you liked what you heard today on the show, then you can find, follow and be fans to all of my guests by heading over to eatthestorms.com, clicking on the podcast section and there you will find a blog post for every episode. This was episode 12, season 6. There you will find photos, bios, social media handles, places to buy collections or listening to albums. And of course, while you're there, you'll also find details of how to be a stormer yourself if you're a poet and would like to join the podcast. We are currently taking names for season seven as we're fast coming to the end of season six. Now, speaking of coming to the end of seasons, please note that next week we will have no episode of the Poetry Podcast because next week, Saturday the 18th of February, we will be busy launching the Storms Issue 2, our new printed journal of poetry, prose and visual arts. We have the first of our three live launches at Swords Castle here in Dublin at 1pm with limited tickets available on Eventbrite. At that event, we will have some of our contributors reading their work from the journal. 
Now, we'll follow that with a second launch on Wednesday, the 22nd of February at 7.30 GMT on Zoom, where we will have an international Zoom launch, again, with more contributors reading from their poetry and prose. And we'll also have a section dedicated to celebrating our visual artists. The Poetry Podcast will return on your preferred podcast platform on Saturday the 25th of February where we will have a very special episode. Again, celebrating the storms and that episode will become an audio companion as we gather as many contributors as possible from issue two so that you can buy the journal, read the journal, but also listen to each of the artists reading their compositions from the journal. Now, the journal itself is available to pre-order right now over at eatthestorms.com. Just click on the shop section and you will find a blog post for our inaugural issue and a separate blog post to buy issue two. Now, we are also available at Books Upstairs and the Winding Stair Bookshop here in Dublin. Charlie Burns Bookshop in County Galway, the Dingle Bookshop in County Kerry and Books at One in County Mayo. Okay, I think that's enough storms for the moment. Once again, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today and a huge thank you to my fantastic guests on today's show who have been Champion Things, Nikki Strange, Craig Cox and Diane McPhailin. My name is Damien B. Donnelly. This has been Eat the Storms. You have been astonishing. And until next time, stay light, stay bright and of course, as always, stay bloody poetic. Oh, thank you.